Welcome to the LifePurpose.com podcast. The number one podcast in the entire cosmos for empowering and inspiring you to live your life's purpose. My name is Hema Allman. And I'm Gabriel Sarah. And today's episode is about trusting the path of your life purpose. Why did you decide to become a meditation coach. It was in my early 20s. I just came back to Austria from living in London for one or two years. And I knew I had, I had to leave London. I couldn't be in the city anymore. It was draining my energy. And as I was living back in Austria, I had no idea what to do. I knew I do not want to go back to living in the city and working jobs that do not feel aligned to me. I knew that working for someone else was not an option either, but I also knew that going to university is not an option for me. So it's, it was two mainstream paths. Either you get a job or you go to university and they were off the table for me. So I had to find an alternative route, an alternate way that suits me, but no one speaks about that. For the majority of people, it's go get a job or go to university at that time. And for some time, a few months for sure, I was clueless what to do. And I was, however, spending my time in silence and in nature and finding my connection to God. So I was spending a lot of time in nature, going for walks and spending time by myself and really getting clarity on my next move in life and which direction I choose to go. And I was just asking God for a sign. And I said, I had a conversation with God, what I call God, my higher self, the divine intelligence that is everywhere in, through and around us, always listening, always there to answer us and to guide us. And I've always had my connection with that energy regardless. So I was asking for help and assistance, which way to go, which path to go. And I said, it has to be right for me. Show me the way on what to do. Because just being at home and not doing anything, I can do that for some time, but not forever. So please show me the way. Give me a sign. And I believe in a matter of one or two months after this call and this prayer for guidance, I was receiving the next steps and I was guided by my intuition, what I call God within, to go and do some online research on what was it, meditation coaching or uh, mental training, Austria. It just came to me, go online, the inner presence, the inner voice was telling me, go online and check out meditation coaching, meditation certification or meditation coaches um, in Austria. And that's what I did. So that God voice guided you and told you what to do. Did you ever see yourself or ever think at any point in your life prior to that moment, prior to that voice telling you to do meditation coaching, that you should do meditation? Yes. I had visions and insights of what I call disrupting the formal education system. And what, what would I do? to contribute to changing the education for the youngsters and the teenagers and the generation to come, what would I do differently? And for me, it was always clear that the subjects of meditation and mindfulness and spirituality have to go into the school systems. But that was not a tangible thing. However, I had that come up in visions for me. I always had a deep inner yearning and like a passion for the subject of the education system and for and the need for having it to be restructured. And this was always a subject I was passionate about speaking with others and also with teachers in my school. And yeah, that is the only thing. That's so very similar to Robert Kiyosaki, who is the creator of the Rich Dad series. And he wrote the book, Rich Dad Poor Dad. And I remember watching the YouTube video, an interview that he was doing or that he had done a few years ago. And he was mentioning something very similar to you. He had mentioned that growing up, 
they did not teach him financial literacy in school. And he thought to himself, or he remember hearing from somewhere that it takes usually the next generation or 30 years from now, from whatever the, the reason was, before that next generation starts understanding the concepts that you wish you knew. So at the time when he started the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, he thought to himself, well, the current generation that he is in is probably not necessarily going to get it, but maybe the next generation will get it. And that would basically be our generation. And more so, I am seeing the topic of financial literacy, understanding, investing, trading, building your own business, building your own side hustle until your side hustle becomes your, your mainstream of income. These are all now becoming very dominant topics, at least from from what I am researching, at least from what I'm interested in. And I see a lot of YouTube channels, a lot of YouTubers talking about these topics. So Robert Kiyosaki, he was saying something very similar to you. He wanted to change the education system. And the best way that he thought of doing that was through books. He started with the Rich Dad Poor Dad, and then he moved on to other books, and then he moved on to doing the Cash Flow Board Game, which teaches financial literacy. And today, the Rich Dad Poor Dad book has gone on to sell countless copies. It's, in my opinion, it is a must-read book for anyone, along with The Alchemist. I think those will be like my two. You have to read these books at some point in your life. There's no exceptions. Yes, I want to add on The Alchemist is more for the inner richness. Yes. The inner kingdom and the rich that poor that is more for the outer richness. Yes, the internal. Yes. The alchemist. And then the external richness, the external wealth. It's a great combination. Absolutely. Absolutely. I would recommend those two books to anyone. That's a, that's, I never thought about it that way, but that's a great thing that you brought up. And that reminds me to you, Bill, getting back to you and the question about the meditation coaching. You had this desire to change the education system, but you didn't know how. All you knew was it had something to do with consciousness, maybe meditation, spirituality. And over the years, you've come down to see how that's evolved. I see the same thing that is possible with lifeformers.com, but you got to fast, you got to think like 30 years in the future. Yes. And that's why. I had the offer change today because I realized I did not think about 10, 20 years in the future with my offer. So Robert Kiyosaki, he knew 30 years from now, if you wanted to see a change of the world 30 years from now, people becoming financially literate, it would take the next generation to see that, to, to be financially literate. If you want to see people live in their purpose, you're going to have to think long-term 30 years from now. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And this is playing the long game. This is something that Gary Vaynerchuk talks a lot about. He's an entrepreneur and business owner based out in New York City. And he started up several successful companies, VaynerMedia, VaynerX, I think it is, and now VFriends, an NFT business where he creates custom NFTs. And he's also got like special events for social media, people that want to expand their social media reach called Vcon. And Gary Vaynerchuk talks about this concept a lot. You are in a position right now, we are in a position right now where the internet is still in its infancy stage. Think about how crazy that is. It's still, it's still baby. Blockchain is still baby. Wait 200 years from now. So the opportunity is here for us to shape the internet, the digital world. Mm -hmm. And we shape the internet, the digital world with the content we create of how we influence people with perhaps the metaverse. It's already, obviously the metaverse is already out, but I believe that it could be a matter of time before that is the norm. Where people have VR headsets, that's a possibility, who knows. But either which way, Gary Vaynerchuk, he said something very profound in a few of his videos that has always stuck with me. And he's always talking about playing the long game. 
And he said that a lot of people fail because they cannot play the long game. Yeah. Okay. So shifting consciousness in regards to Robert Kiyosaki, financial literacy, Hema Allman, lifepurpose.com, you are influencing people to change the way that they see work. It, it also to change the way that they see their lives. Some people, I'm, I'm sure at some point as well myself, before I ask myself those questions, why am I here? What's my purpose? Some people may be thinking of themselves as just a bag of meat, right? A sack of meat. And they are just happening to be alive in his time, in this reality, not necessarily thinking, oh, is there other life on planets? What's the purpose of my life, etc.? They're just here, existing. And they do the night to five, and this is the reality that they know. And what you are attempting to do, in a sense, is to remind and awaken those people in a spiritual context to have an awakening to where they remember that they are much more than what they have believed themselves to be. You are also influencing people that may have believed, especially like I say this for myself, they may have believed at one point they were not enough. They were not valuable. They were nothing special. And you are basically reigniting that spark in people. You, you do that through consciousness. You do that through educating people with this kind of content. But having said that, for you to make that shift, for you to make that change, similar to Gary Vaynerchuk and how he was talking about seeing social media, you've got to be playing this for the long game. I'm bringing all this up because I think that it is so fantastic that you did say, I want to change the offer. What am I gifting to people? Because I, first of all, I feel excited about the offer now. Me too. I feel very excited about the offer. I feel like, okay, that makes a whole bunch of sense. And the offer is to have a monthly digital subscription where people can hear your voice in the form of meditation. So guess what? You are now, you have just now successfully found a way to use your gift, your desire for influencing human consciousness, meditation. You're using the meditation certification. You're using the mental training. Yeah, so it's one, one is called mental training. So I'm a certified mental trainer and a certified meditation trainer. And now you have the gift, you now have the offer that you can give to people. I have the experience with business and project management and operations and getting you from just abstract idea to now you have a full-on business and we're creating the systems, we're creating the operations, we're doing all these things. And now we put this together and if we keep doing this the next 10, 20, 30, 40 years from now, how much influence could you have created? Especially because you're playing the long game. Okay, you're 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 in this not for tomorrow. You're in this like a shinise, right? Like a Japanese company, right? We're thinking hundred years. Like, can we do this for the next until the day we die? So it's so great that you have that and you're taking your gifts, you're taking the offer. And now you're doing something which, from my perspective, it makes absolute sense. Thank you for summing it up the way you just did. You just helped me see the path of the last 10 years and how it led up to this point. And it's, wow, this is, this is just a beautiful moment right now. Because I can see clearly, I'm 30 years young now. And I can see how the last 10 years of my life led up to this time and we're talking about being in for the long game this is a very special moment for me right now because there are so many memories that are coming up right now to the surface one of the memory i want to share this with the listeners and because since i was 17 or 16 years young i was always a seeker for purpose 
I always knew that just going to school and studying what the teachers tell me to, it's not my path. I knew that there is something there for me, a treasure, a purpose. And I knew that I would never find it by going outside of me. So I went on a journey to do volunteer work in Cape Town, South Africa. And every day I would, almost every day, I would make my way to the beach by myself. And all I would have with me was a towel and a book. It was the same book over and over again. From Neil Donald Walsh, What Really Matters. The title was called What Really Matters. And it's about the things that truly matter in life. And it was at this time of my life, it was my early 20s, I had no idea what my purpose is. I knew that what people would tell me about the mainstream paths and what I should be doing my stomach was aching when I would listen to people and what they think I should be doing. Sometimes it would make me feel nauseous and I knew it's not my way. So I had to distance myself and I had to go within and I was just using the time on the beach to reflect with the book. And the book was leading me to the answers that I had within. And that was a time for me where I had no idea what direction to go and I had no idea what my purpose was, but I knew that there was something big out there for me. I just couldn't put my finger on it. And I just, I just needed to trust. I needed to trust the journey. I needed to trust that it's all gonna unfold in divine timing. And here I am 10 years later, reflecting back on that experience, being on the beach by myself, finding, finding my purpose, not knowing what to do with my life, and sometimes feeling very lost in, in a world but here I am now and I can say, wow, it was just all working out perfectly. And that also brings me back down to unleashing your life purpose means being willing and able to play full out and explore your own unlimited potential. This is what we stand for, for sure. You know, years ago, when we were talking about lifefulness.com and what the vision was for it, the center point or the focal point of it was to have a conscious business that was a media company. So a media, a conscious-based media business, a conscious-based media company. If you want to change consciousness, getting back to the whole point of this, if you want to change consciousness, if you want to educate people as to what their purpose is in life, it's through media, it's through sharing ideas whether it's through written form, video form, or audio form, right? So you have podcasts, you have blog, you have YouTube, okay? You need to now really take up the volume on it. And that's, again, Robert Kiyosaki. He knew that same concept early on around your age, and it took him those 30 years to see some of the changes in the world that he wished he had experienced when he was the age that he was when he came up with the idea. So you want to see a generation of people, the next generation, thinking about their purpose versus thinking about the almighty dollar. Well, how do you do that? You shift consciousness, right? It's not to say that you can't have both. I think that it is possible to have both. Let's be realistic. At this timeline in our society, Money is a pretty dominant thing. You can't do a lot without it. They, there's a saying that something, the best things in life are free. I mean, if you really want to think that, okay, but let's see how it is when you don't have a roof over your head and you're cold and you're wet and you're hungry, you know? It's a little bit difficult to say that then. So being realistic at this stage, yeah, you want to put yourself in a position where you can't have your purpose, something that really fulfills you, it makes a difference in someone's lives and you're well compensated for them. Yeah, it's about living your impact and generating the income that you deserve. Impact and income. That's, that's key. That's key. And I'm also saying this too because this past Saturday, we went to our first ever Zumba class. So... Congratulations. Like I was telling you after we finished the class that I want to bring up now, because I think this is important for our big ones, is that 
as we finished the class or as we were going through the class and I was dancing, right? you don't want to see me dance, guys. It really looks like a penguin <laughs> got stuck in a net and is trying to like, <laughs> I'm sorry. I think you looked so cute as that penguin trying to get out of the net. At lifepurpose.com, it is our purpose to support, guide, and empower you, the big ones, in living your life's purpose. To receive powerful daily meditations and mentoring for your life's purpose, join our premium membership and claim your seven-day free trial by clicking the link in the description or visit lifepurpose.com directly. And now back to the episode. The main instructor, the dance instructor, on his schedule, his when you register classes for him to do the Zumba thing, this guy's doing this like every single day. Of course, he's gonna be, you know, he's gonna be super good at it. He's gonna be happy feet. You know what I mean? And this guy was like, if this is his job, think about that. If that's his job, that's gotta be like his passion. He's gotta like you gotta really enjoy dancing. To do it as a job. You get what I'm saying? Like, you've got to really enjoy speaking, sharing ideas, being vulnerable, putting yourself out there, doing meditation. Whatever the thing is that you do, you've got to be passionate enough. Yes, and I want to add on to this, which is so beautiful how you just put it together. I am meditating daily. This is what fuels my day. So how great is it knowing that I meditate daily because it fuels me, because it puts a lot of um, good vibrations into my day. Now, of course, use that and leverage it for your income. And for the Happy Feet guy, the Sumba instructor, it's probably the same thing. He's like, I could dance every single day because it fills my day with good vibrations. Now, let me ask you, the listener, what fills your day with good vibrations? What activity? And I'm not talking here about drinking coffee or eating that donut. I'm talking about, is there an activity? Is there a, crea a creative act that you could do and pursue every single day or that you are already pursuing every single day, but you're not making an income with it just yet? I'm also now remembering we were both talking about this. Maybe it has changed, but we were both saying, if I need to do something every single day as a job, I wouldn't enjoy it anymore. I still do feel if it comes from a place of desperation. Mm -hmm. If it comes from a place of, I've got to do this to pay the bills, that's a very desperate place. Yes, there's always there are always two ways. Are you acting out of inspiration or desperation. That's a big difference. Yeah. That's a big difference. And still for me, last year I was drawing every single day, but at some point I was like, man, like this is okay and stuff, but I don't have any of that desire to actually do this professionally. You know, it's great to have had that experience, drawing every day for quite a few months, for almost a year. I noticed significant improvement in my drawing capabilities because I practiced that every single day. But that is not who I am mm. here to be. When it comes to the yoga instructor, that yoga instructor, the sky probably does this every single day or almost every single day. The Sumba instructor. Yeah. Happy feet. It's absolutely effortless for this guy. And I'm bringing this up for this reason. You have an interest in meditation. I've always had a desire to build a big business and build a successful business. I've always had, like, I have no idea why, but as soon as I found out, like, you've got the Facebook and you've got YouTube, and around that time, 2007, 8, when I was going through college, I had that desire to build an online business for years. So you with the meditation, you're doing the meditation on your own for free. You're doing it because you just absolutely enjoy it. We've done meditations and you've asked me, hey, do you want to meditate? Sure, sure, do it. 
You meditate every day. It's part of who I am. Business stuff, strategy, thinking, I can't turn it off for me. I cannot turn it off. It's just part of who I am. Getting revisions, receiving revisions, okay, like, how do we, how do we split test this thing? What's going to be the most effective marketing strategy for, for the resources that we have? I got to build this, 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 and this. This is just how I'm wired. I don't know how to explain that. And just, this is it, right? It's the years of trial and error. It's the years of doing this. Most people would have quit. Most people would have quit at the first sign of like failure. I failed multiple times, but I'm still doing this because there's nothing there. I, I couldn't do anything else. It's either, it's this trading, this trading. I have to do it. It has to get done. And I'm saying this because that's your gift. This is my gift. Put it together, big ones. At this stage of your journey, where you are thinking about your gifts, look to the last 10 years of your life. You said it earlier in the podcast, Emma. You can see now how at this stage of your life, what happened 10 years ago prepared you for this. You first had the idea when you were around 20 years old, you were in London, and you were thinking about meditation. Then you took the next step. You became the meditation coach and you did the mental training. Then you took the next step. Then you took the next step. Then you took the next step. You have no business experience at all whatsoever. But as I have said before, and I still stick by this, you do not need any special training to be successful in business. You need product or service that you believe in enough that you're willing to sell, market them. Yeah, and have the right attitude. And have a positive attitude. That's it. Sell it, market it, have the right attitude for it. That's it. And if you can make it scalable, fantastic. And it's really that simple. So these are the things that if you look to the last 10 years of your life, you may have seen that life, God, the universe, was already putting those things in your... In my radar. Exactly. Yeah. Because God had to prepare you, had to groom you, had to cultivate you and nurture you so that you could not be overwhelmed, but that you could build yourself into the person you needed to be to become this version of you now. Mm. You had said it. You are meditation. It's part of who I am. Meditation is part of who I am. Therefore, I am meditation. You are that. Business and building a business is part of who I am. It's, it's like it's in me, you know. I couldn't imagine if it was this or, or, or between this and trading, I couldn't imagine myself doing anything else. I'd rather be dead. And really, that's the honest truth. Like, I couldn't be a virtual assistant. I could not be a social media marketer. I couldn't be working the job. There's no way for me. For me, there is no way. I could not see that. I can't see that. It's this trading. Trading is a long-term thing for swing trading. But is is building businesses. It's helping people build successful businesses. This is what I'm here to do. Invest in people's businesses and gain ownership, gain a percentage of ownership and help them build successful businesses and successful brands. And how do you do that? Well, this is this is where I am. This is what I'm doing. I'm showing you you are the case study. You're my mm. you're my case study. Mm. And this is how we go about this process. It's a commitment to your passion. It's a commitment to your purpose. It's a commitment to God. It's a commitment to your future. And a commitment to your gift. It's a commitment to your gift, exactly. And your path has led you here now. You're now taking your gift of meditation and you're now putting that in your offer. You get what I'm saying? I'm taking my gift of what I know from business, from the technical side, uh, marketing, sales, you know, bootstrap marketing, CPC advertising, all these, all these things. We're putting it all together. Here we go. Let's build a successful brand that inspires a generation of people to live their life purpose. Let's get them to find, live, and unleash their life purpose. Let's get our big ones to dream big and to embrace their bigness. That's powerful. And for our big ones listening, that may be something completely different for them. For some people, their thing may be 
that they do like to drink coffee. But instead of drinking coffee, obviously they could be like maybe a coffee connoisseur. That could be their purpose. Maybe they can take that coffee and they could actually create a farm where they farm their own coffee beans and they sell their own brand of coffee. There are people that do that. They like coffee so much that they productize coffee and then they package it and then they share that passion for coffee with other coffee enthusiasts. Is that so hard to believe? No, because it's the same thing that we're doing with Mama Shop. We have a passion for cacao, raw cacao, raw chocolate, that comes from the cacao pod. We've done all this research. We have the SOPs. We have now a company with Mama, our dog. And we are sharing our passion for the positive effects of cacao and how that has impacted our lives over the last year. And we're now sharing that with the world. Mm. What if you do like to eat donuts? Well, what's to stop you from then becoming the next Dunkin' Donuts? the next Krispy Kreme. But instead of doing with high levels of sugar and with animal products, maybe you make vegan donuts. Maybe you make a completely new prototype of donuts that the world has never experienced before. And it is absolutely phenomenal. And it, it, it incorporates nothing but natural ingredients, no flour. You use the oats as the base for the donuts. I don't know. You fill it up with some type of custard. And then you've got a significantly innovative type of donut. Believe it or not, believe it or not, but when I was in my early 20s and I had just gotten out of the military, I was a task rabbit. So I, so basically it's like a platform where you do like these like gigs. I don't know what happened to the company. Maybe it sold off or whatever, but I was working on task rabbit. So whenever there was a job to do, I would do it. And one of the jobs, that I had to do that I did whenever I could to make some money was I would go to downtown Manhattan at four o'clock in the morning and I would wait in a line. I would wait in a line that went all around the block for one box of donuts and they were not called donuts. They were called donuts. It was all over TV. Every single day they sold out of these donuts. You could only buy two of these cronuts in a box at a time per person per day. You know how crazy that is? And that was that chef's purpose. That was their passion. That was the thing that they do. They found a way to get the advertising and to get the publicity and to get the attention. They were able to successfully have a line outside of the door around the block people waiting for almost two hours for these freaking donuts how did they do that what's the difference between them and another donut store that barely gets any customers exactly how in the hell are they getting that many clients when i was doing my boot camp business it was like okay how do i get enough people to sell out my boot camps and i couldn't figure that out i couldn't see that and then I had this experience with the TaskRabbit thing, and there was a line outside the door, around the block, literally around the block. You had to wait two hours to pick up these things. And there were only two of these cronuts in a box. And the box was a very elegantly packaged box. The shop literally was no bigger than this living room because it's New York City. So you were in this tiny little space and imagine there's like a row here. Obviously our listener can't necessarily see me doing this, but there's basically only enough space for two people to come either way. And you basically have to walk in like this circular L fashion, like you're rotating around the shop because it was that small. How does a small shop like this have a line of customers waiting for two hours every single day. And this was for months. They were in the New York Times, in the Daily News, in all major news outlets. They were on TV. It was bananas. And that's the power of advertising. That's the power of marketing. That's the power of 
getting, unleashing your life purpose. That is the power of being so aggressive and, and putting your product out there to where people all over, they just know that this is your, this is you, this is it. It's, it's there. It exists. That's powerful. So there may be someone that has a gift for marketing. How are they using their gift? There's someone, there's a Hema Alma that has a gift for meditation. There's a Gim Sarah that has a gift for business. There's, a, there's another person that has a gift for sales. The path that you walk, that you have been walking, has led you up to this point. These are your gifts. You make an offer from your gifts, whether it's a passion for donuts, whether it's a passion for coffee, whether it's a passion for business, passion for meditation. When you are fully embracing that this is who you are, when you're fully in the, in the you're in it, you are in it, that, that this is your purpose. Can you have a line outside the door around the block for people just waiting to be in your presence, just to experience your gift, your magic? Even if it's one bite, even if it's one taste, even if it's one interaction. Now, question for you, Gabriel. You said for the last 15 years, you have been failing with so many businesses that you started. So then I assume that for the majority of your life, you did not see that as your strength. You did not see that as your gift. So what happened that now you do see that as your gift? This is very, this is very important to highlight for everyone listening, because from my observation, I can clearly see the path and the journey that you were on and how a seeming curse turned into your greatest blessing and your greatest strength or your greatest, in other words, your greatest challenge. They gave you the biggest headache and the, the biggest suffering, if you will. Now, perhaps only in this year or in the last two years, evolved into the greatest treasure of gold. So you basically alchemized, you alchemized it. And I believe that we can all do that. But please share, how did you shift from seeing business as you associating it with failure and with hard work and with challenging times to now embracing it and seeing it that this is your gift. What comes to me is that quote from Tony Robbins, change your story, change your state. As I've shared with you, Emma, and as I've shared openly on the podcast, I have experienced things where I believed like I wasn't good enough, I wasn't enough, and that... I had to work incredibly hard for money. I'm also able to see how at this stage, as we're having this podcast and we're having this discussion or this talk, I'm also able to see very clearly now how that curse or those experiences, those quote unquote failures were maybe, dare I say, not failures at all, but learning experiences so that when it came time for the real deal for doing this, that I would be ready to hit a home run for, for this company. Well, I'm getting chills everywhere now. And, you know, if I think about it again, I went on my journey into learning all the stuff that I know about business began with the little things. It began with writing that silly business plan, pitching it, having those business plan competitions, not getting the funding, going to entrepreneurial classes. I remember one course that I did in school was, it was called, what's the big idea. And this was purely entrepreneurial based. And every time that I had the opportunity to take an entrepreneurial class, I took it. I don't know why. I just always took the entrepreneurial classes that I could take. I would say at this stage, I did not learn a damn thing about that. Dad never prepared me for actually being an entrepreneur. It was more just like ideas instead of implementation. But that was the baby step. Then the failures. Okay, I can build a bit. I can get everything to start. But now what's the struggle? The clients. Okay, I can set up the legal stuff. I can have the privacy policy, the cookies policy, all this stuff. Okay, well, what's now the next challenge? It's being able to scale the business effectively. 
So these are all the challenges that I experienced that now as we're speaking about this and I'm looking back and I'm like, okay, that's why I failed. That's why this didn't work out. And I don't want the same here for this context, right? For, for lifepurpose.com. You want to have an offer that you could scale. You want to have these things. I could not have gotten to this stage had I not fixed my psychology. So the turning point was shifting my psychology. And I think you can see for yourself now for how much has gone done in such a short period of time that I, I do know a couple of things about building a business and working on a brand and how to execute certain things, right? And I know that still we still have that last hurdle to overcome. I still have psychologically that is sticking in my head like, like will this work? The direct offer marketing approach or the lead generation marketing approach? Will this work? And I don't see why not. But psychologically in my mind, this is what I'm preparing for. And I think it's the same thing too, like when I started taking that break from training and then going back to work on this, remember how in the beginning I was like, oh, I don't want to do this because I failed so many times. I don't want to do this business thing anymore. Do you remember that? Mm -hmm. Whereas now it's like, I got it done and I'm like, oh, this, I did this. We did this. We got this done. I just think it's a psychology, psychology thing. I just really think that it was in my head and... I had to just work with the medicines. I had to work with the ayahuasca, the San Pedro, the Iboga, the Cambo, the everything. And I think the biggest thing for me was to getting back to what I talked about a couple of months ago when I made that intention. God, I may not be ready, but please help me clear that poverty consciousness. Help me clear that discord. Help me clear that self-sabotage. And I think that's what it was. I think it was like... I hit a wall. I didn't have a mentor to go to. I didn't have someone that I could be like, hey, what am I doing wrong with this business? Can you help me out here? It was always like I had to figure it out on my own, mm. you know? And obviously, I would hire a business coach. Duh. I had, I have done that at some point, but that was $10,000, and that was all the money I had, along with the spiritual coach. You get what I'm saying? So if I had money to constantly be reinvesting back into having coaches, I would be doing that all the time. But at that time, I barely had enough money to not only operate the business, but to, to pay personal expenses. I only have 24 hours a day. I need a certain amount of sleep. I could only work with so much. And so I had to figure these things out on my own. And when I got, when I hit the wall, so to speak, I had to take a lot of time to learn why. And the best thing that I could do was read books. And read books takes time. I'm not I'm not someone that's just gonna read a book, quote unquote, read a book, skim through it, and be like, oh, I've got my answers. I'm gonna actually read the damn thing. And that took time. And I think my psychology also had to shift and I had to let go of those limitations, those limiting beliefs. And I think that was the big difference between then and now. I saw those challenges as failures because I felt like I wasn't enough to overcome those challenges. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I felt like, oh, I can't figure out how to generate leads if, as fast as X, Y, and Z entrepreneur. He said that he did this in seven days, and it's been already three months. Why can't I do this? I'm a loser. And that was the dialogue that would be going in my head. I would see these YouTube videos of these guys saying, yeah, I turned $1,000 into $100,000 in the months. And I'm like, how is that possible? How are you doing that? Like, what am I, am I, am I stupid? Am I silly? Like, what am I doing? And when I would see that, I would compare myself. Mm. So I think that was the other key thing, too. It was me constantly comparing myself and sizing my up to, myself up to other people. And comparison is the thief of joy, or at least that's what the outer world says. And I was comparing myself to the outer world. I was comparing myself to this person's success and the speed at which they were doing things. And that made me feel like a failure because I could not do it. It was taking me such a long time to figure it out. And I felt like a failure. So that's a psychological thing. And then bringing it home with the question, it was all psychological based. What changed was when I changed my psychology 
I changed my story. I changed how I see the situation and the last 15 years of my life. And as we're having this conversation now, I think that is a healing thing because you have mentioned how the last 10 years led you to this. I'm talking about how the last 15 years led me to this. We're having this conversation now. Our listeners can listen to this and be like, damn, okay, this guy's been at this thing for this amount of time. It's a long game. We're playing the long game here, you know? Like, great that Gary Vaynerchuk has all that success in the world, and, you know, I'm sure he works super hard and stuff like this, but maybe there's stuff that he knows that I don't know. Maybe I already do know those things, and maybe I'm becoming that. I don't know, you know? But either which way, play the long game. And don't compare yourself, please. Exactly. Exactly. This is a success. Every single podcast episode that we make is a success. Every single week that we keep running this business is a success. Every single time that we iterate and change something because you get more clarity and you simplify your offer, that's a success. And that was never, ever talked about in any YouTube video. Mm -hmm. it's, it's always been for business. Maybe that's the old earth way, the old way of doing business. And maybe we're here to do the new business way, the new earth business way. But the old earth way was like, how much money have you made this year? If you didn't make this much money, you're a loser. You cannot, you suck at business. But what if business is meant to be changed? What if the way we do business? What if we, the way we do meditation? What if the way we do see our life has to change so that we can elevate ourselves and see like, oh, this is all leading me up to my big purpose, why I'm here. And it's just a shift. Hmm. What are some tips that we could share with our listeners who may be identifying themselves with our stories on how to change their challenges and their tough times into a story of victory and a story of strength and a story of empowerment? What, what, what can we share with them on how to change your pain into your gain, so to speak, and how to change your pain into your greatest gift? So the way that I see it and what I would share to the big ones is the following. So taking my story about how I saw my supposed failures in business, can you change your perception of the experiences you can say either I failed at business or you could say that God was preparing me for something even greater. Because I tell you this, had I actually succeeded at scaling my personal trading business, we would not be having this conversation. Mm. You would not have bought the lightfirmers.com website. We would not have purchased it. And you would not be here having this conversation, sharing your words on lightfirmers.com. And I'll be honest, I also don't know if you would have been disciplined enough to have created a personal brand or learned or known how to have done that. You know what I'm saying? So that experience of me, quote unquote, failing probably was the greatest thing because I could now contribute my experiences to you and I could do the best that I could as a human being to change your life and do the best that I could so that you could step into your power so that you could empower and inspire a generation of people that need to know that they have a purpose in life. It's just like um, on the first podcast episode, I believe it was, we shared and we reflected on the Game of Thrones and Aya Stark and how Aya Stark prepared all these episodes and seasons to become the assassin to kill the Night King. And how many times did we see her fall? How many times did we see her getting beat up, right? And you can take that as a metaphor for your life's purpose. And if you're going through perceiving challenging times and tough times, it's not that you're failing, it's not that God wants to see you suffer. No, it is you you being toughened up. You're being toughened up to get some thick skin and to 
um, develop the strength in these challenges to handle the bigness of your truth and of your of your true purpose for sure change your perception and know that you are being toughened up you're being toughened up to grow through that pain to birth the new version through that pain just like when a woman gives birth to a baby to a child she exceeds the human pain limit and she and she brings forth a new extension of her a new life so when you go through massive pain whether it's emotional mental physical spiritual you are going right now through the fires of a new life the fires of transmutation that is burning down the old that is that is maybe beating you to the knees so that you can see a new life and that that's going to require for many old aspects in your life to to die and that can be very painful and challenging but you have to know that when you go out on the other side there is a new life there is a new version of you there is a stronger version of you there is a more refined version of you that god needed you to be to handle the bigness of your purpose your path and the path that you've walked has a purpose yeah. i did not understand that at 24 i understand that now at 34 and i think you understand that now at 30 so you're like i don't think or i would totally say that to anyone else uh to any of the big ones like yeah that really brings it home have faith in the path that you walk and know that that path that you're on your your life has purpose and there's a purpose to the path that you're on there is a purpose to the path that you're on the path is your purpose and yeah. the path will reveal your purpose to you yeah and also you have to be aware that there is gold and there is a treasure in every experience in every tough experience, in every hard lesson. And I invite you to change your focus and your attention from the pain and the challenge and the suffering, change it to focusing on, hmm, what is the goal here? What is the treasure here? Who am I becoming? What's the great version that I'm becoming because of this? And that ultimately changes your psychology from a victim mindset to a no, I am the victorious one here. I am the victorious one here because I am strong enough to endure this and to come out as a leader on the other side so that I can assist others to go through similar pain and let them know that it's going to be okay. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the LifePurpose.com podcast. If you found this episode valuable, Share it with someone that you know needs to hear this. And until next time on the lifepurpose.com podcast.